Thank you for joining us on another Tuesday night. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. This is the WCAC Spectacular, where we cover the greatest high school sports conference in the land, in our humble opinion. He's Kevin Ricca. Uh, it's not our humble opinion. It's our downright, uh, absolute concrete opinion, and they did not disappoint last evening at Ludwig Field. Sitting in... A very honored spot this evening, Matt, the Real Deal Seal. I'm very honored to be in the Tim Strachan seat. However, I am not replacing Tim Strachan tonight because he's on the phone. <laughs> yes, because he, yeah, he's still on the show. Mr. Strachan, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> well, I may be calling in on location, but Seal, I'm still in my seat. He's still in his, that's true. Technically. Right. I'm in the Tim Strachan spot. I said honorary spot. Right. I never said anything about seat. Right. You, you seat went there. with me, no matter where I go. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not there, guys, but... Uh, it didn't disappoint once again last night. I thought you all did a fantastic job. Looking forward to talking about it, man. Indeed. Congratulations again on a Tuesday night from the basement. It seems like we've been doing this quite a lot to, to the Gonzaga High School Purple Eagles. The, they uh, triumphed over the St. John's Cadets in a very good championship game that lived up to the name championship game. Uh, and we also have congratulations to the Bishop Ireton girls, uh, and I mean, let's—I'll say those names: Aubrey Williams and Riley Casey. They—they they are every, every bit deserving of the title champion. Their teammates as well. Uh, they stole a lot of shine because of how well they shined. And I—it it, was—it was a pleasure to watch uh, a girls' lacrosse game with so few stoppages. I mean, it just—it—it it, it wouldn't end. It was like just a, the ball stayed in possession. And with absolute legit athleticism. There is speed and talent all over that field on both sides. Good counsel as well. Congratulations to good counsel on a great season. Let's start let's start on the the, the first game. Uh Gonzaga St. John's Gonzaga T Gonzaga won the first game 6 to 2. Uh it was a uh low scoring game by all accounts for the way that these offenses are capable of scoring. And early in the game yesterday uh, it was locked up one one two two. It was it was a tight game, and I it, it felt tight. The weather was weird. The the it was kind of overcast and rainy, and cold. Well, both teams came yeah, out no, of the I, gates. I, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I agree with you, Ken. I agree with you first, first and foremost on, on just congratulating Gonzaga. It, it is becoming redundant. Uh, but to Casey O'Neill and and his crew for doing what they did. Um, just uh, unbelievable what they've accomplished there for the last few years and certainly this year and last night. Uh, but you're right. I, I was surprised by the, the score of the game. I thought they were going to be a lot more offense, but they also uh, played to a, a low-scoring game in the um, regular season as well. Started to show, too, that the athleticism and, and the um, level of play on the defensive side of the, the game as well. And I, I really enjoyed Danny Phillips. I thought you guys again did a great job. Danny was was so good at breaking down the uh, the, the analysis of the game and um, you know shooting from the, the plane of the ball from the bottom up. You know the first uh, goal that was made. It was it was, it was great insight to uh, uh, very very well played lacrosse game. And it, it was almost uh, you, you, we've been spoiled by the the, the football championship and the basketball championship because they came down to the, the very last second, one being epic in, in all due respect. But this almost lived up to it as well. And, yeah, you know, I thought absolutely. that St. John's played so hard. Those young guys out there, um, you know, getting an opportunity young. They're going to be back, as Kevin said. Luke uh, Roa. It was, it, was such, it was such a joy to watch. Garza. Yeah, I knew in 1990 Haley. when I met Danny Phillips at uh, St. John's College High School for football practice that someday him and I, 
and a few others. We call it a high school lacrosse game together. Yeah, Danny did do a great job. <laughs> yes, but did. the kids on the field, you know, the game was legit. Ken said it. It was 2-2, and then Gonzaga went on a run. They scored four unanswered, and, you know, we thought it might be slipping away. We were on, a, on the verge of it being, you know, a, a, a too much of a tilt for the cadets. And I'm telling you, there's young kids and a handful of seniors they bared down. They got it back to 6-6 six to six on a T.J. Haley goal from no angle whatsoever. And, you know, they were double-teaming him all day. It was the one time they didn't. He got loose and made a great shot. All of a sudden, we're looking around and going, First Amendment Sports is in the house. It's about to happen again. It's going down. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, uh, like you talked about it, you know, the old, the old saying that defense wins championships. Well, both these teams played enough defense for a championship. To be one, they were both phenomenal because Gonzaga is loaded offensively, and St. John's yeah. has got two guys that are putting up numbers that you know rival any two people in the country. And you know the defense and the goaltending—I can't get enough of Tim Marcel. He, he's in the Under Armour All-American game for a reason, and then he was legit. He was—he was—he was a rock wall George back Alvarez there. George Alvarez was but great. But George Alvarez kept his team in the game. You know, I'm, I, he did, and a lot of those goals were at point blank range. He made so many saves that kept St. John's in the game, allowed them to tie it back up. Uh, it was just—it it was exactly it what it was worse. supposed to be. It was exactly he, what it was supposed to he be. He stopped the score for me. He a lot was worse. a beast. The naval—the naval academy is certainly happy. He's oh, going to yeah. be a beast for them as well. But he's not done yet. No, he's, he's got another year kicking field goals, extra points, and saving uh, howitzer shots from uh, all all Lasers. kinds of guys from the yeah. from the league. I, I'll I'll say that the common theme from the boys and the girls games was dominance for the boys in the faceoff position with Andrew O'Berry. And for the girls, the in the draw with Aubrey Williams from Ireton, Andrew Barry was was great. Um, you know, the uh, freshman Blake Boyd had his hands full all night long. St. John stuck with Blake Boyd. I mean, that was the faceoff every single time for the entire game. The possessions were spread out. You know, like we, we, the the, uh, the goal scoring was down. So you know, not, maybe not not as many uh, opportunities that that you would expect with these two offenses. But Andrew Barry played a great game. He was able to really take possession and, and get downfield. Him and his brother connected for a really cool uh, goal. It's kind of trash going back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. One of them finally put it in. So I, the O'Berry cubed. You said it. I heard it. O'Berry cubed. O'Berry to O'Berry to O'Berry. The O'Berrys and the Haleys were out there as brothers playing in that. That's got to be a crazy feeling. Yeah. I mean. But I will say this. How about 12 different players scoring 14 goals in that championship game? Gonzaga had seven different guys. Brian Collins scored two. Uh, Kurt Brunn, Andrew O'Berry, P.J. Zinsner, uh, Doan Kiko, and Henry Mudlaff, and Max Eisler all scored for Gonzaga. That's seven different guys getting it done in the championship. And then over at St. John's, Allen Long, big 55. He had two serious crank shots. I mean, you don't want to be in the, in the way of that one. That was nasty. Trent Stewart. Trent Stewart. Had, the had the some... light-footed cat. Gavin Kelly, the freshman. TJ Haley and Dane Hall. The but two guys Quentin that led Young. all year. So everything Quentin Young that they was did a huge factor. That was successful when St. John's uh, was able to transition from defense to offense and be successful on the offensive side. It almost always either started uh, with Quentin Young or started and got almost to the finish with Quentin Young. He was chippy off the ball, which if you're playing a team that's done nothing but win WCAC titles, you need to be chippy off the ball. He didn't take any guff from anybody, and, and he stood up. And I, I thought that the, the, the result was indicative of the, the, uh, the battle. Like no, no one got blown out here. And the cool thing is you don't have to be an expert at lacrosse to see. Like At the end of that game, the difference in the game was uh, Gonzaga was able to play fairly mistake-free on, on their offensive end and hold the ball, and when St. John's forced a few loose balls, which they did, and you know when Alvarez made a couple saves, which he did, they just weren't, weren't able to corral it. 
when they went white out yeah. and, and had the goalie running around playing man-to-man defense and got the ball on the ground yep. and had that they had scrub, chances. It was tied up. There was a chance yep. right then and there for St. John's to get back so in there. So that's close. And, and Absolutely. But getting back to Quentin Young, by the way, he did everything he did. and everything. Uh, 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 there, was, there was four guys from Gonzaga with an assist, three guys from St. John's, but he led the day with assists. How about that? He was the assist leader on the field for both teams. It seems like he did absolutely everything. He helped on every single clear, get him the ball, let him run. He was a beast out there, and that's why, that's why Coach calls him the MVP of the squad. He loves his game. He's a tremendous player. That was a tremendous game. And uh, how about Casey O'Neill getting 9 out of 10, man? Yep. You know, I, I saw him pregame. T, I see him pregame. That Gonzaga's getting off the bus. I'm over there talking to old Bryce Bevel from DeMatha, Ireton's AD, oh, in, yeah. charge of, uh, in charge of lacrosse. A little, uh, he didn't want to hand me too many programs, but I said, we need a lot. <laughs> we need all kinds of programs. But Casey got off the bus, thanked us for being there, thanked us for everything that we do, and then said, hey, man, Ken texted me today. You know, it's a big day. It's a big day for everyone, buddy, you know. But Steve Turner started that. So Casey's going to have to take that up with Steve. That's right. Steve called up Darren McClinton and myself on game day to make sure that we had all the stats proper. I knew and Anwar Gill was. And, and said, let's shout out little Anwar Gill, who was the manager on the field for the lacrosse. He, he was. Shout out last night. <laughs> right. He was down there. He was down uh, there. And, and, and if anyone's watched a First Amendment sports broadcast, you know we're going to cover the managers because that's, that's how oh. we do. Oh. Best managers <laughs> in the entire country. Anwar Gill right. and Vinnie Morin are the, the nominees for Manager of the oh, Year at the end of the season it's award right. show. We're which, still accepting which ballots. Is coming. That's right. It is coming. Which it is absolutely coming. is coming. I tell you, if you're well, talking Kevin, about... Let me, let, me say, let me say this. That as much as it hurts a stag to, uh, to be giving so much credit and, and, and praise to Gonzaga for, for what they've done and most recently uh, across, uh, it's, it's really not hard when you got quality people like Casey O'Neill. He does it the right way. He exemplifies that when he was on the show. I know he's going to be back down in there and have to bring the, the, the trophy like everybody else. Um, but uh, when you got good people like that, then you know, it, it is easy uh, to be a part of this. And, uh, you know, again, congratulations to them as, as much as that hurts me to say that. Uh, but also to the, to the runner-ups, uh, as you guys were saying, I was really just so impressed with uh, how St. John's, you know, how young they are battling back and, and not letting that game get away from them. Counts on the other other side doing the same thing. There, there was an opportunity for that game to get blown wide open, and they, they hung on, you know. Uh, so we'd love to tell them again, congratulations on your season. It was, it was a treat. T, we had footage of a late timeout, uh, St. John's down a goal, trying to get back into the mix, clinging on for dear life. Coach West Beaks takes a timeout. I'm not sure if you saw that exact. It was about a 30-second clip, and they had West Speaks in the huddle, surrounded by the team. And I'm telling you, I wanted to dive through the window, grab a lacrosse oh, stick, yeah, and jump onto the field. He is a guy that I would go play anything for. Uh, both these teams have extreme, ridiculous leadership. Uh, you know, uh, we can say it here because this is what we're talking about, but Casey O'Neill was, uh, was a part of the hiring of West Beaks over St. John's. A, a huge recommendation came from Casey O'Neill. Just a, just a class act. Coach West Beaks, a class act, took his time out for us as well. But when I saw him down there, you know, he's a kind of a buttoned-up guy. He's a very, very brilliant guy. Tremendous success at Gettysburg. Uh, he was the uh, recruiting coordinator. He put them in positions that they were in Final Fours year in, year out. When I saw him getting fired up down there, a part of me got lit up, man. That was sick. Both these coaches went at it. What a great battle. We're lucky to have called both those guys our friends on the show. Well, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? It, it gets your emotions going. It gets you, it gets you fired up. It, it, it gets your heart pumping, you know, and that's the stuff that we remember what, what happened when we played. That's what, um, 
we love seeing again when as we're covering these teams. Uh, that's what makes sports so enjoyable and fun to do. I only had I only got to play in one championship game at McNamara, uh, and and we won, and it was it was the most amazing thing. I couldn't agree with you more, T. And I do want to say, speaking of championship games, in case anyone's wondering, there was a positive identification sighting of Mr. Mr. Marshall from Gonzaga. He was in the stands with his good dad Terry. Appreciate those guys, and then makes it official. He's been a part of all three all of our three. championship broadcasts. T, T, I had to I had to hold Ken down. He was he was as a Navy bed. boy. Yeah. I, I told him I spent it all weekend in Annapolis, so I was naval academy on the mind. But either way, all of, we can't do it. I don't know what we're gonna do next year. We need a whole new batch. Uh, there's there's, there's a, we're gonna be just fine. St. John's year. lacrosse team is Still is full of a whole new batch. I was super impressed with Gavin Kelly. Um, they clearly trust Roa and Garza on the offensive side to to control and take as much heat as they possibly can off T.J. Haley. Because obviously, if you're watching that game and, and the senior laden Gonzaga Eagles, and you know T.J. Haley has to carry a whole lot of water uh, and not you know give up the ball, he, they're going to let him hold it and decide where to go, and then whoever he passes to is going to need to shoot it, and that, that's why he gets assists. And let's make sure we give a shout out to a uh, neighborhood boy and uh, and a local favorite around here, Andrew Ganella, and that Gonzaga, Gonzaga defense. defense. Yep, they were absolutely all of it. Sam Sweeney. All of it, Sam Sweeney. I'm just saying, Andrew grew up right up the street from us yep. right here, and. Uh, you know, that senior, he had his moment in the sun. That defense was just lights out. It was just, you know, 8-6, it was a battle. It was a battle when that game ended. You know, you could see it. It was a, it was a battle. It was great to be a part of, great to watch. I'm glad the weather c- cooperated. That field, after two and a half, three days of rain. Tremendous. Oh, man, I wanted to bring my golf bag down there and it, start hitting wedges. It felt dry. It was bone dry. Bone dry. So when they, they kept saying we had the best field. This is going to drain no problem. They were 100% right the, the Game didn't tear it up at all. Um, want, to, want to talk uh, real fast. To, you know, don't want to leave out the girls' game because, uh, again, Aubrey Williams, Riley Casey put on a show. Aubrey Williams just dominated from the draw on every draw, and it was clearly the, bet, the, the, you know, the difference in the game early. Riley Casey became the difference in the game late. I was trying to think of who I would give the player of the game to. I was, on the good counsel side, I was very impressed with Gracie Smith, kept her team in it. And, and similar to the boys' game, Ayrton could have and maybe should have run away with it uh, in the first half, and they didn't. And Good Counsel had every, every chance in that game, yeah. uh, you know, in, in the middle of the second half. Coach Hates run such a ridiculous program. We knew that they weren't going to, you know, get walked off on. No one was going to run and hide on that sidelines. He's been in millions of championships. I think he won nine of the first ten he coached in. Uh, in recent years, Coach Sofield has had a ridiculous amount of talent come through the program. Like we said, those guys are not coaches. They're, they're directors of programs at this That's point. That's right. And, and that showed on the field. These ladies, the execution was tremendous. The athleticism was nonstop. The way they ran offense, it was, I mean, they, both sides put on a clinic. And, uh, you know, Ireton just had a little too much firepower. That behind the back shot. Oh, if we had AT, if we had Magic. captured that, saved it, and done the thing we did after football, if we had sent that goal to Sports Center and everywhere, which which we just couldn't have Still couldn't have done it, it would have it would have been uh, top ten of the day. It was it was a classy play, um, great experience on the Good Council Falcons girls side for for the Madeline Rudolphs and the Josephine Bowers and some of the young uh, talents with with uh, clear clearly a ton of ability that made it that made it you know through through that game. Uh, and got gained a little knowledge, and uh, we expect to see them there next year. I had I just had a, a mind blank for a second, but Emily King, she yeah. had the she picked off that pass and ran in and deked and scored early. She's only a sophomore. 
She, I love her game. She what was feisty. Gra- what year is Gracie? She's a sophomore as well? That's Number 10. Gracie is a sophomore as yeah. well. We'll so be seeing a lot of the two of them here. A lot of talent. In the future, yes. uh, and, and that's, again, we always talk about at the high school level. We've got four oh, years uh, of these, hey, these players. Along with Madison Flynn. You know, there, there's some. There's that's some, right. She said at the face all circles where the key is. Yeah. You know, possession is everything. I, and, and you have to have the face-off well, victory. Gives you and the girls' advantage. game is a draw. Draw, excuse me. Come on. But you know what I'm saying. Hey, win, lose, or draw. We'll lose on the draw is what it is. It was, exactly. a, difference in, it was a big-time difference in the girls' game. Andrew O'Berry made it a, a factor in the boys' game. What do you got there, T? I, I was just going to say I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I was impressed with the quality of play of the girls' game. And you can you you mentioned earlier there was not a whole lot of stoppage. That's what happens when you have high quality uh, girls lacrosse. You know teams that know what they're doing, they know how to play the game right. Um, I, I enjoyed watching uh, you know some of the, the girls across, in particular the Maryland girls uh, play this past weekend. Um, you know in the tournament, and uh, what I saw last night was not far off in terms of the the the, the scheme, the the tactical, the the, the the tacticians that were out on the field. Um, the, the, now knowing that there's a lot of young girls on both teams, what's cool about us covering this going forward is that we're going to see these girls again. They're going to, you know, they're all going to get better from here on out. That, that's what makes this so much fun to do. And, and I do want to make a note. Yep. We have to throw a huge shout out to Annie Hannon. I think she oh, can, yes. she made you guys look fantastic. How do we get this okay. far into the show without saying thank you to, <laughs> right. to Annie? But she lent so much credibility to it. She was so good in Maryland. You know, she was I bet a pro. Say, be there, do that. She was. She was, uh, she was fantastic. The people that just have someone explain the rules of the girls' game, because there are so many of them. <laughs> uh, she bailed you guys out of many situations. Yeah, Wait. knowing the penalties, wh- wh- why they're pointing people out, she she um she was very nervous. This was her first time doing a, a broadcast of any sure. kind. She didn't show and it. I I thought she was great, and and uh, I I said, hey, listen, we're gonna we're we're gonna need you back next year. Now we all know these players more. We all know these game norms. Now we can sound a little bit smarter. Then you can start giving us a little like second level stuff, you know, not just the stuff we we probably should have already known after the first time it happened. Like the three, what we're watching the the referee pull the defensive player. Outside, they they get like a head start on the uh, on the clear, and also the the also the the penalty kick you know excitement uh, of a play where the girl gets a, a free run at the goal, but she but it might running in and trying to shoot might not be her her best move. It, it's it, all in a tight circle, no zone defenders, so it's all body on body, uh, ath, you know athlete on athlete, and they're making passes to each other where there's no player open. And the and the players running open, running a pad. I mean, these girls. That's how well they know each other's game. It's it's very impressive. I thought both the boys and the girls. It, those kinds of things are what make you a champion. And, and both both bo- all four teams were really doing those things. Without a what doubt. What I love about the girls' game. It, 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 sorry, Kevin. What I love about the girls' game though is is the strategy. It, it is. It, it's very much like girls and boys basketball as well. Boys boys lacrosse is dominated so much by some of the athleticism, the speed, the size, the power. Right, the girls' game is all about the fundamentals and doing doing the, playing the game the right way, you know. And it's so it's so awesome to watch a team uh, at a high level play that way because it, it it makes so much more sense and it's so enjoyable to watch them do that. Yeah, I, I had one thing that got me, and I'm just going to say it while I have you know a microphone in front of my face. My sister Jackie Rico, she was a uh, 
Conference Player of the Year at Mount St. Mary's in the Northeastern Conference. She had a great career there. We got to see a lot of women's lacrosse. I love the sport. It's fantastic. The rules have come a long way since then. And, you know, she's not that far removed from playing. Um, we're sitting there looking at all the penalties. Andy's explaining it to us. And, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm on the... You know, I have, I have an understanding. Sure. But some of these rules have changed since I've watched last. And, and I've watched up and through the last few years. When they start putting the metric system in, the eight-meter line. The meters. I'm like, what, what lacrosse? What, what, we're going metric system on this? Yeah. Like, that's what got me. That's when I said, you know, I need to be quiet. <laughs> I need to let Annie talk and let, <laughs> let, let Ken find out what he's doing. And I'm going to sit over here and just take it all in and Observe enjoy the athleticism. And exactly. Right. Exactly. You're, you're over there Googling conversion of meters into feet. Yes, it was kids have dropped over dead converting metric. <laughs> I'll yards. never forget that line. Yards, but I couldn't get back more, to the decimal point that I needed to. But How anyways, parsecs is hey, that? pardon me for getting my uh, big fat head in the way of all this, but that's what intimidated me. I was like, it's, I thought it was the... Eight. But listen, when your wife's an athletic director and she has you come out and, and line the girls across field, you know, you, t- you take passion in it. You know, right. Eight and meters and eight like meters. It. And I like when they moved the goal instantly when the game ended to get the girls lined up and... Danny Phillips, who's been a lifelong lacrosse guy, had no idea what was going on, and I did. And I was like, yes. Like, that's, you got to move no, those goals back, goals back there. they got to go back. A lot more room for the boys' game. But. I love that the boys played a wider field. I know it's it's subtle. It was, I think, an extra, what, five yards or five se- yards on 17 side. hectares. I yeah. don't know how they measured that out. But it was a wider yeah, field for the boys. Hectometers. It was, uh, <laughs> there was hectometers. But it, it, I think that's cool. At uh, McNamara, we played a wider soccer field. And we always thought, I always thought that was an advantage. It's wider than the football field, that's right. Yeah, and so I, I like differences in fields. I think, you know, I think that, that the little pitch. things like that are cool. The pitch, that is. I know, I get yeah. excited about, I get excited like, about like stuff. Like the ivy on the walls and rig. No, 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 this was the game of play. I guess yeah. the ivy on the walls is in the field of play. But yes, this, it is in play. But there was a couple times when the ball, I mean, we're talking about plays being made on the sideline in the boys' game yeah. that would otherwise not be available to be made. Because yeah, a couple times hunting down uh, an <laughs> errant pass, and someone possessions got a break. were saved someone because got a break. you got five yes, more decameters to get to the ball. Uh, I'm not sure decimeters. Decimeters. Yeah. So you say decimeter, decimeter. Let's. You know what? But let's not forget that we had a little action on the diamond we that, sure Pete, did, that Pete, Pete Sweaty came to report on. Ooh, saw some good baseball Ooh. for sure in the conference. Very good baseball. I. Uh, I'm a big fan of a best of three series. They do that for the it's semifinals awesome. and the finals. So no team can get bounced unless you lose your quarterfinal matchup. Nobody did that on the tops. Um, DeMatha, Speak up there, Schwitty. DeMatha and McNamara went three games in the semifinals. Yeah. The Stags snuck it out in three uh, against your Mustangs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Seal. What was that? <laughs> yeah, you got to yell at him. Are you serious? You can't hear me there? I'm speaking into your microphone, so I'm not on my usual. Oh, now he's idiot. T. All right. Yes, we have contact. My microphone. I think he wants you to. Well, McNamara, he's going to have to apologize to that microphone. McNamara had a hell of a season, Ken. Yes, they did. Twenty-two and seven, twelve and five in conference. They tripled their number of conference wins from last year. They had. 12 this year. They had a good four year. Last year. It was a fun, fun year to find. They, they won 12 more overall games. They only won 10 games last year. They won 22 baseball games this great year. Great players. They had a hell good of a coaching. season for the That's Mustangs. That's a great season. Mustangs on the all-conference first uh, team. Player of the year, Ian Cawthorn, infielder from McNamara. Joe Quelch, pitcher. Ryan Shea, Ryan catcher. Shea, catcher. Coach yep. of the year, Anthony Sosnowski. For McNamara, the baseball future is bright and Forestville, boys. Congratulations. I don't think they're doing any postseason tournaments in Maryland, so I think that's a wrap for the season. St. John's bested O'Connell in three games. O'Connell won the first game at St. John's. Apparently it was a riddle uh, with error for the cadets. 
But they went to O'Connell and won game three, nine to zero. Freshman pitcher James Triantos had a nice game for the cadets. Freshman pitcher in an elimination pitcher, game. Big time environment over there. O'Connell has a great fan base. It's a nice place to watch a baseball game. Went back to St. John's for game three. Went nine innings. The cadets won three to two on a tie goes to the runner play at first base. It was incredible. Umpire saw it one way. The O'Connell guys saw it another, however. They were gracious in defeat. It was bang, bang. It really was. Um, you couldn't have argued the call either way, to be honest. You know, I was standing right there. I watched it. But St. John's uh, got the best of that one and went on to defeat DeMatha in the best of three. They took both games. First game Friday night, 10-0 to zero in five innings behind five. Strong innings from freshman pitcher Jack O'Connell. Um, excuse me, O'Connor. And uh, the cadets strong hitting from guys like Ian Romalia and J- Justin Reimer, who had the game-winning hit in RBI against O'Connell in game three. They, uh, hey, real quick, I'm going to interject yeah, real fast. Go for it. In game three, Coach Gibbs successfully – the leadoff runner got on in five consecutive innings, and they successfully sacrificed bunted that leadoff hitter from first to second in five straight time. innings. I am sorry – at the high school level, as I was following it on Twitter, shout out to Small my ball. cousin, my cousin Gigi Lombardo, doing it. She's on, on the Twitter patrol for the cadets. I'm following it. And every inning, it seems like the leadoff runner got on, sacrifice bunt. Out at first, one down, leadoff runner on second. second. That yeah. is execution. That is baseball. That's St. John's baseball a pure, Exactly. He is, he's ahead of his game. Mark Gibbs, man, that's, uh, you know, you got, an, I feel like we got an edge going into a baseball game. You got a guy that's won six straight. I just loved it. I had to mention that. As I followed it on Twitter, it was tremendous to me. Like, if someone would have told me to bunt at that age, like, come on, man. This is a whole different program, oh, yeah. a whole different way of going about things. And Everybody it was tremendous. in that lineup knows when they come up, mm-hmm. if they get that signal and they don't bunt, they're going to hear about yep. it. From program ev- from director. That, from everybody. Mm-hmm. Because that call's being made for a reason. What a culture. That's it. It's amazing. Six in a row, the cadets took down DeMatha 9-1 to for the second game. There's a slight rain delay in the middle there, but the cadets held strong. Pitcher Luke Schauer for the cadets, junior lefty, uh, went strong for the boys there. Um, 27 wins, three losses for the cadets. Can you uh, name the three losses, anybody? Yes. How many in conference? Down in IMG. They lost once to Flanagan High School in yes. Florida at the IMJ event. They lost to Calvert Hall early. Early, 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 who's had a tremendous program forever. Always and the O'Connell. And the O'Connell, O'Connell first O'Connell playoff yeah. games. So they're in the DCSAA. They won today. So they're 28 now. 28-3. They're playing St. Albans. They won like Albans. five games today. St. Albans yeah. uh, <laughs> on Thursday at 5 p.m. at St. John's. They All played right. in the regular season about three weeks ago. St. Albans had a 2-0 to zero lead, I believe, in the 6th or 7th inning. St. John's came back to win 3-2. to two. Yeah. So it'll be a great game on Thursday night. Winner will advance. Huge. Play probably the winner of Gonzaga-Wilson, I would think. Oh, so that sounds good, man. Well heck done, of a, sir. Heck of a baseball season for uh, the WCAC, as usual, living up to the hype of the spring, um, excuse me, the uh, fall and the winter. We weren't able to, to put it on, on wax this year, but I, I hope to be able to do baseball next year. Figure something out next year for yeah. sure. Yeah, we talked yeah. to Coach Gibbs. We talked about a, a good way to figure this out because, you, know, uh, you know, there's smarter guys than us that can help us. But there, there's one thing. I have a bone to pick with T. Strachan. Mm. May I go right ahead and do Whoa. that? Mm-hmm. I do, T. And this is baseball related. Uh, okay. and, and, and it's not just because the, the, the cadets took down the Stags in the championship, which is – Part I'm one. Sure, I'm sure that has nothing to do with what you're about to talk about. Let's Just a tad bit, but um, I do believe you suggested here last week that it was McNamara's year, you said. Yep. And I said, I well, did. what about the cadets? 
And then, uh, but, but, you know, your stags were going up against McNamara at the time, so I can't give you too much guff. Well, that cadets, was just your gut the feel. Cadets were the, the cadets are the team that were on top of the mountain that everybody was shooting for. I, I was just really impressed with the Mustangs' uh, momentum. They were carrying to the, to the offseason. I just happened to, to, you know, notice what they were doing this year and, and was impressed with it, and I just thought maybe they were a hot team that could do it. All right. I really did. I, really I, I appreciate that, that. I appreciate the honesty. I'm not going too far into it, but that continental bet just went to double meat, double cheese. Just, just duly noted. Double, double. We got that on wax. <laughs> double, double. That is on wax. <laughs> no, nah, listen, yeah. man. Congratulations double, double. to Mark Gibbs and the in the St. John's program. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what they've done there as well. And just to say that we had Mark Gibbs on um, a couple weeks uh, weeks ago, and it was just indicative of what he's done with his program. You know, he's a class act. He does it the last way, and 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 that's what uh, that, that's the result you get when you do it that way. We have a, you know, a and, stat and for that. Yes, it's great to watch. We have a stat for that, T. <laughs> Here's the stat, T. Randy Trivers, Jonathan Scribner, Steve Turner, Mark Gibbs, and Casey O'Neill all came to the basement or were live on a this First program. Amendment program before they won that season's championship. I'm pretty sure ah, the road the road to the WCAC championship goes right through Sproul Drive. Basement, right through the basement. And through the there basement down here at the Marangolo household. If you don't check in at the Marangolos, you do not get that title in 2019. It is something, something they all have in common that would otherwise never be true. Three guys who've never been in my kitchen, Cliff Flavin style. Hey, man. By the way, they all brought so much to oh, the yes. poker table yep. when they arrived and, and, and through our ears. They are such great class act human beings. Yep. That's what we got here. That's what we're talking about. This is this league. These are the leaders of this league. And, you know, we are here as the ambassadors to the rest yep. of the country to let everyone know the damn truth. And here it is. Tell you all about it. The WCAC is the greatest high school sports conference in the land. That's what we talk about on a weekly basis uh, on the WCAC Spectacular. We're going to be here all summer long. Uh, no, currently, no more live broadcast planned for this, you know, session. Uh, although we are gearing up for a fall football extravaganza. What do you got, Kev? So we're not live streaming the tennis match between Matt Seal and I and you and Tim Stracken. That's, well, that's, 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 that's a legend. All right, well, that's, uh, all right, that's all right, a special fine. event. Just, hey, yeah. let's, let's, like totally, you like to say. Yeah. That's pay-per-view. Let's put a uh, in that. We'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. That's happening. That is happening. T and I versus Seal and Kevin. I saw T practicing the other day. Anyone out there wants to give us some bubble space, we're going to make this happen, and we will live broadcast that. And also, anyone who's still hanging out with us tonight, two questions for you. One, if you wouldn't mind, hit that subscribe button of, on the First Amendment Sports. It's a free subscription. You'll get live updates on when we go uh, live on location or from the basement. And secondly, if you have any ideas or thoughts of things you might want to see us cover this summer, because we're going to be talking WCAC all summer long. we got some ideas of our own. We're always oh, yeah. always open and willing to listen to, to what folks have to say. Cause I like that, Ken. Basketball, I, I, yeah. lacrosse, baseball, all kinds of good stuff. And there's lots of stories. Got a, lot of guests, got a lot of guests in mind that we're going to get on here and talk about old school stuff. And, past and, athletes, and past coaches. Days, glory days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. H- hit us up. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Kevin Ricca, at, is it TB Stracken, 13? T13 Stracken. T13 Stracken. MCL Photo. MCL Photo. 
It's raining, Ken. Plead the first CEO at First Amendment Sports. Hit us up. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about and, and uh, cover this summer in addition to what I hope is going to be some fun, you know, fun WCAC. I think this is, this is the time of year when we like to invite some, some, some folks either to the basement or maybe to a sports bar somewhere and talk oh, about yeah. talk about some, some old school WCAC action. Oh, I got, a, I got a lineup in mind. I know we all come to the table yep. and bring our lineups in mind, and a lot of these names are going to be the same ones that you guys have, but yep. it's going to be fun. This is the fun time of year. We get to have some characters come down here. And you know what? Casey and Mark, if you're out there. Oh, you guys. We, we, we got two, it. We got two trophies. trophy right here, two, boys. That's <laughs> exactly. right. Exactly. There's a poker table screaming for two trophies it, to be placed It is on a it. note that Gonzaga should take. Uh... You know, Trivers bringing the the trophy here, and um, of course uh, Steve Turner. Steve Turner, Turner bringing the trophy Turner. here. The f- until Casey O'Neill brings that trophy here, their next championship is in jeopardy. Might be. They, they need to. You know, you need. All right, don't put them in jeopardy because they've they, they, no bad they, juju they, for the they, purple. They've right been now. amazing. Don't do it. They've been yep. amazing. They have been. They've, they have they, been. They call it. They're calling it their purple we're rain. We're not threatening. We're just. We're just saying we understand. We understand. We understand the process of all the hard work and recruiting and everything that you have to do with the program, taking care of the, the kids, making nights. sure grades are good. No sleep. You got to come down here just for a little just bit. One little yeah, extra thing. That's right. Come, <laughs> one little extra. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I want to thank Tim Strecken. I appreciate it, Ken. Hey, congratulations to Gonzaga again. Casey O'Neill, St. John's, Mark Gibbs, uh, uh, Bishop Ireton. It was uh, a great weekend. Uh, it was a great season. Uh, a lot of fun to cover it. Looking forward to what Ken was talking about uh, coming this summer and uh, leading up to the football season, guys. Uh, great job, and we'll be talking to you soon. He's Matt, the real deal seal. Great to be here again, guys. I just want to send a shout-out to all of the athletes this year in the WCAC and, of course, every athlete that's out there trying their best and putting their efforts out there. Keep working hard, guys. Do your thing. And uh, we look forward to seeing the uh, results of what you guys are putting out there. And you can get pictures of yourself in action on the field of play at MCO Photo. You sure can. They don't get any clearer. Nope. They don't get they... any better. Appreciate that. Field, field side, court side, ring side. It's got to be there, man. Mm-hmm. He's Kevin Ricca. Hey, uh, when we say the WCAC is the best conference in the nation, we're not just talking about what's happening on the field. It's the people behind. It's the, the people in charge. And this spring, Mark Gibbs, Casey O'Neill, West Speaks, guys that have done their best to, to, to prove that to be true. And, uh, and I'm going to keep it with the common theme and what they would say. And I think they'd agree with me on this one. Till next season, be a good sport. Well said. On behalf of the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference and First Amendment Sports, Thanks for having us uh, for our first year with our, in our relationship with the league. Thanks for joining us on Tuesday nights. Keep coming back. We've got a great year in store, uh, and it's going to all start again next week. And it's gonna, is it so, are, there, are there any teams in action between now and next week? Is everyone pretty much done? No, the cadets are in the DCIA. Well, uh, league yeah, stuff, yeah. league stuff. League stuff. No, league stuff's it's, done. It's, it's, yep. I think league stuff's it's we're tying a bow on that. Yep. It's it's a a everything Perfect. will be wrapped by next mm-hmm. week this time. We'll keep Study our eyes for those open. exams. That's right. Yes. Stay in school. Still, kids. stay in school. Stay in school for another week. Stay in school. Or two. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. We'll be back next week on the WCAC Spectacular.